When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, Glenn Williams, and over the course of the next 45 minutes or so, we'll be paying tribute to Peter Whittingham, an incredibly gifted footballer who gave 10 of his best years to Cardiff City Football Club. During his time with the Bluebirds, Whittingham played more than 450 times and scored 96 goals for the club. Many supporters credit him with being the best ever to have played for the club. His world-class goals, wicked eye for a pass and nonchalant celebrations are all hallmarks of his incredible tenure. The outpouring of emotion since Peter's tragic death at the age of just 35 a fortnight ago is testament to how many lives he touched, not only in this corner of the world, but the footballing world as a whole. In this podcast, you'll be hearing from former chairman, managers and teammates about what Peter was like both on and off the pitch. We start with the men responsible for bringing him to the club back in 2007 and the first impressions of those players who were already at the club when Peter arrived. This is what former chairman Peter Ridsdale, former manager Dave Jones and ex-City players Darren Purse and Paul Parry had to say. Yeah, um, I mean, Peter, uh, I signed obviously in um, uh, January 2007. I always remember... Um, getting a sort of character reference on him from Graham Taylor who said to me that he was one of the most talented players he'd ever seen come through the Aston Villa Academy and was surprised they were letting him go. Um, I know Martin O'Neill at the time was disappointed that Randy Lerner did the deal with me at what he thought was a snip, which was 350000 And Peter ended up being probably one of the most talented and yet understated professionals that Cardiff had. He always stepped up to the plate in the big games. He was a consummate professional, never announced a trouble. I remember the free kick in the playoff semi-final first leg at Leicester City he scored, but that was just a trademark free kick for Peter. Um, and, um, you know, there are some players who got skill but don't do it in the games that matter. Peter had the skill week in, week out, but did it in the games that matter. And um, I think that given he was with Cardiff during arguably their most successful years in their history, I'm not trying to take away the 27 Cup final, but you know, if you take the period from him joining, getting promoted, etc., um, he must go down in Cardiff City's history as, as a genuine legend. And I know it's difficult to use that word, but I think it's true as far as he and Cardiff City are concerned. Well, we brought him in because of his quality. We, we were looking um, to build a squad of young players, um, which fell into that category. We didn't. I didn't think I was going to get him from Villa at one stage. Um, Martin um, was Omen and Arno whether to sell him, so it was a bit of a, a waiting game for us. But in the end, thankfully, uh, we got him, and um, you know he was a top player. And we. we we could only see him getting better. 
How, how highly does he rank in uh, in the signings you made in your managerial career? Well, listen, I think his qualities was there for everybody to see, and you know, I remember talking to Kenny Dalglish once when Kenny went back to Liverpool as manager, and I actually met him at uh, I think I was at a dinner with him, and I, I said that he should have a look at him. So that's how highly I thought about him. I thought he was a Premiership player all day long. Um, you know, we always thought that he he could have gone on um, if he continued to play the way he was playing. That we always thought that you know there would there'd be somebody knocking on the door for him. I remember having many long conversations with him um, about nothing really. Um, it just used to be he was just there, which was just there. He was it was. Um, he was a low maintenance. If he can get lower than low, he was a low maintenance player. He was, he was just living around. I remember telling him once, you know, I didn't think he was an out-and-out left winger, and he wanted to know why. And I said, I don't think he's quick enough. And he said, well, that's a good enough reason. <laughs> and that's the way he was. It was just, um, he really, he was a pleasure to work with, and he was. Um, you know, people would throw a lot of accolades at him, but he, he was humble, he was respectful, he had a, um, you know, a, 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 wily smile, a wily smile about him, he, he, you know, he knew when he was annoyed, he didn't say it, just his facials, but um, for me, he was, uh, he was a top player and he was a delight to work with him. I was, um, you know, I'm honoured to have that opportunity to work with the lad. Um, I, I remember Wits coming into um, coming into Cardiff. I'd, I'd been at the club for about a year. He was a young sort of, I think he was probably about 20 years of age when he, when he walked through the door. 21 years of age. He was a young lad just coming in from Aston Villa. Very raw, but as soon as you see him on the training field, you knew that he was a talent. You know, he had a very had a very sort of dry sense of humour, a very funny bloke. Um, I, I don't think you'll find anybody to say a bad word about him. You know, he was, he was, he was top class, and he was one of them players that could win a game and turn a game. With that little bit of skill that, that all sides are looking for, and uh, just a pleasure to share, share the football pitch. Yeah, no, very quiet. I think he, he had his he had his friends within the dressing room that he sort of got on well with. Um, it's hard. I wouldn't say he's a quiet guy. No, he was, he's, he was, he was sort of quite. He got on well with pretty much everybody. You know, there's nobody sort of that he sort of shied away from. Um, he was good on a night out. You know, when he, he was, he was just a, a real sort of a real genuine bloke. Uh, some of the goals you, you look at some of the goals that, that, that are going around at the moment that he scored. Um, I'm waiting for Ronaldo scoring, and there'll be everybody would be saying how real he was. Uh, which was that talented player. There was one at Middlesbrough that he scored um, in the FA Cup run up at Middlesbrough. It was, uh, it was a great strike from the edge of the box. Obviously, that helped us obviously get through to the to the FA Cup semi-final. You know, he had he had that moment of brilliance that could he could turn a game with uh, with his talent. You know, if, uh, I, I wish I I wish I was a talented as him. You know, because he he had that he had that little thing there. He had that little bit of, little bit of quality that could turn a game. It's not just the goals that he scored; it's the goals that he made as well. You know, from from free kicks, he he, he sort of he put a great ball in the box, and, and uh, I was sort of lucky enough at times to to be on the end of it. So um, yeah, he's a, just a genuine lad, and it's a shame uh, he's, he's left us so early. 
know, is to try to rack, rack your brain and yeah. think what the bloody hell's going on. Is this real? Uh, but yeah, certainly, you know, even being so close to the untimely path of the parks as well, they're really, really hard to comprehend, really. And, uh, you know, obviously, the deepest, deepest condolences going out to, to his young family. And, yeah. It's just uh, really, really tragic. Obviously, I was, I was there when when they brought him in, um, and he came came with you know, a lot a lot of pedigree, you know, for such a young a young lad, you know, being coming up through the villa the villa ranks and and what have you. But uh, um, yeah, it was, uh, he came he came to the club and you know, was a a really quiet boy. Um, as I say, he settled in so so quickly and you know, the, the ability he had um, he was taken in by the fans you know from such such a from such an early stage and uh, well for, for a player to go through uh, longevity as, as he did then you know he, he rightly deserves to be, be known as that sort of modern day legend to the Bluebirds fans you know you know, he, he had an absolute wonderful effort, um, and when you talk about certain uh, footballers being being that magician, uh, and, he, and he certainly fell into that into that category. Um, you know, and then, you know, you being on on the field with him at times, thinking like, we need something special. How, how on earth are we going to get this ball to wits? Because he was the one player, just out of nothing, whether that be from a set play, a cross. You know, he just had something that he could do um, that very, very few possibly could do. Uh, I mean, like I say, when, when chips were down, you, know, you think, like, I guess ball to wits. Because, you know, there's potential he could come and, come and bring this game game to life. And, you know, that was always, always the thought of a teammate play, playing with wits, that, you know, he could be that difference to you. Shackle heads it away, only to Emmanuel Thomas, turns it in field, Whittingham with the shot. Oh, what a goal from Peter Whittingham! Well, it's one of those ones that either go in the top left-hand corner or into the top, into row Z of the uh, Candon stand. Whittingham was a dream for managers. He organised the midfield to shore up the defence and created countless goals for strikers in attack. His magical left boot could craft chances from nothing and whip in dangerous set pieces at will. While Whittingham enjoyed his fair share of goals, so did the likes of Michael Chopper and Jay Bothroyd. It's hard to put a figure on just how many goals were sprinkled with Whittingham magic, but Chopper believes his record would have been far worse if Whittingham wasn't around, while Jay Bothroyd recalls the hilarious moment Dave Jones put him and Chopper both in their place when it came to who was on penalty duty. Well, he, he, he was a he was a proper footballer. Mm. Um, you see nowadays where you have footballers that are fancy downs and stuff like that. Wits was a total opposite. He would come to training, work hard, do what was needed, uh, go home, prepare properly for games, prepare properly for training. And he was a proper sport, a proper sportsman as well. He would watch rugby, he'd watch cricket, basically any sport that was on TV and he'd be watching it. Uh, he was that type of person. Um, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't see him being flashy or anything. He, he was just a, a down-to-earth lad that, was, that just loved football and loved sport um, and 
I I can't I can't think highly enough and can't say enough things about him because everyone knows the type of person he is. He's a legend, um, and rightly so. He's going to go and, and folklore with Cardiff and go down in Bluebirds history because of what he's done for the football club. But obviously, which joined the club a little bit after me, and he, we both connected straight away because obviously playing in the Premier League together, I've played against him for the reserves, and we we bonded so well because. Goals I scored, a lot of them was was down to Wits producing. And if Wits didn't produce for me, then I wouldn't wouldn't have become the player I was. I don't think for Corner City, a lot of it was down to down to Peter Whitman with his with his magical wand of a left boot. You know when he would come in the dressing room, he brighten it up and that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? He'd, he'd have a laugh with the lads when it was needed. And uh, I remember we all used to. We, it was probably about four or five of us. We used to go around to Witters after after training. We used to all sit and play Call of Duty in his house. We all used to take our TVs around and everything. We all used to play Call of Duty together, and it, it was great. It was great, great banter and, and great for the lads. Witters is a fantastic player. Um, to be honest, for me, he's one of them players that when he gets the ball. You know, as, as a striker, you always want to make. You know that if you make a good movement, and you know he'll find you. Um, you know, he, he, he could strike the ball well. You know, he could see a pass. You know, you you know that. You know, I, he's one of them players that I know that I could hit the ball at him as hard as I want, as long as it went to his feet, and, and he's going to trap it. It's not going to bounce off him like a brick wall, you know. And you know, he he was good in the dressing room as well. You know, Wits was quiet. And he was reserved sometimes, and you know he he was always with uh, Tony Capaldi. Um, but you know when we went out, we always had, even like when we was on the pitch, we had banter. You know he he he, he kind of used to say these he used to say jokes, um, but with a straight face. And then when you started laughing, you started <laughs> laughing with you kind of thing. Like so, you didn't know you were joking at the time, but then it would just burst into to laughter, which was you know his kind of way, but. You know, Wits used to come out of us and have you know have a few drinks with us and you know party with us after games and you know obviously it's so tragic to you know I, I couldn't I can't believe I still can't believe it you know it's, I, to be to, I didn't even go I didn't go training for the last when I found out I didn't even train for the, those those um, those couple of days over here because I was you know I'm so gutted you know he's such a great person. You know, great player. Um, I'm just so, you know, upset. You know that he's not going to be able to see his kids grow. You know, he's, man, it's just it, I, I can't even. I don't have words to explain how unfortunate that that scenario is. I know it's a different sport, but and he was, you know, if Kobe Bryant gets his jerseys retired because he passed away in tragic circumstances, why shouldn't Peter Whitney? He was he was a servant for Cardiff Football Club. He was there for what ten years. He he got promotion with Cardiff City. He, you know he was one of the first players to. Like I said, he was. He I think he got there a season before me, right, or two seasons before me. And you know he was he he was always um, he he was always a starter in, since you know, when I was playing. I remember a scenario actually that was quite funny that no one's mentioned. I remember me and me and Chops was arguing who's going to be the penalty taker, and we was arguing so much. And I'm like, listen, if that ball comes near me, you're not going to take the ball out of my hands. And he's like, well, if I get the ball, I'm going to put it down and just take it. I said, well, I'm going to come and kick the ball away. 
Like we was arguing, we was going back and forth, and then Dave Jones has come in and was like, Wits, you're on penalties, mate. <laughs> 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 I, just, I just put it to bed. And I don't think he missed one. He didn't miss any because I, I said the first thing I said to him, I said, If you miss a penalty, I'm back on them like that. And then uh, he, he never missed a penalty and he wasn't even injured that much either. So it was kinda like when when there were penalties you know, you, you had full confidence that he's, he was going to score them. Um, but he, he was great to have in the team, you know. He, he played wide um, at first. And, you know, obviously he was crossing the ball from deep and, you know, hitting diagonals and getting you in and all that. But then obviously he went into midfield. And, you know, he was he was probably better there, to be honest. You know, he was able to play them intricate balls through the middle. Um, you know, he... He was shoot. Obviously, he was in the middle of the pitch now, so he could score score more goals. You know, which was fantastic. I can't, I can't really, I can't give him that man enough uh, compliments about his game and off the pitch the way he was as well. He was, you know, he was, he was one of the boys, and you know, we all loved him. It's cleared away by the Reading defence. That was a great effort by Conway. Definitely so. Oh, over the top! What a goal! What an absolute world-class goal from Peter Whittingham. Of course, it wasn't just the strikers who appreciated Whittingham's class and certainly not only the strikers who benefited from him being on the field. Here are fan favourites and defenders Mark Kennedy, Mark Hudson and Sol Bamber, a very close personal friend of Whittingham's, on how they will remember him. From my perspective, it's absolutely heartbreaking for so many reasons, for such a young man losing his life towards his, 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 his wife and parents and family, a young family, baby on the way. I have an incredibly young family myself. So, you know, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. And one of the things which kind of compounds the situation is when you get an opportunity to be a sports person, you're enabled to touch so many other thousands and thousands of people's lives. And that's what Wits did in, a, in, in, in abundance in terms of um, how he connected with people on and off the park. Um, as a person, he was he was just so like... It was impossible not to like him. He was such a nice guy. I imagine everybody's told you how laid back he was, took everything in the stride, incredibly humble, um, and just so lovable and likeable. Very pop, very quiet, very popular in the dressing room. And uh, in terms of his football ability, uh, I've been very fortunate in my career to play with some incredible players. But in terms of um, natural talent, he was just in a league of his own. Um, I think you've only got to look at I did it myself yesterday. I looked, at, looked back on some of the tributes and the goals he scored. And you just think, you know, some people score those types of goals once in a lifetime. We would get one every other week, and uh, what was amazing about him, and I always specifically remember this, um, he was just so, you know, in some of the things he used to do in training and in games, you know, you just stand there and say, wow. But he used to do it so regularly, and what I loved about was the fact that it didn't really bother him. He didn't think he was great, he had no ego, he was incredibly humble. It was just like, I'm just a young lad playing football and expressing myself and doing what, amazingly, he thought was just everybody could do, but nobody could do it. And that's what I loved about him. And um, he was, without a shadow of doubt, one of the best players. In terms of talent, he's right up there with the best players I've ever played with, and I've played with some pretty good ones. So, um, But just all around heartbreak and horrendous, horrendous news. It's such a difficult time in the world as well. Um 
and the people I really, really can't get my my head round for is is the people that you know that his, his family and, and immediate friends. And I even think straight away one of the first people I thought about straight away was Tony Capaldi when I was at the club. Him and TC with them. Uh, was just absolutely inseparable, and, and it's people like that, and his wife and kids that spring to mind, you know. So um, there's nothing I can say to even try to pretend to comprehend what other people must be going through, because um, it's just impossible to put yourself in their shoes. But really, really, really sad. But an unforgettable lad, and will be sorely missed, and truly will definitely not be forgotten. It's tragic news. Um... Firstly, for his family, um, for his wife, um, for everyone connected with him. To lose someone so young is is, is so hard, um, and leaving behind devastation, really. So it's uh, really upsetting. Um, I think if we talk about Pete as the kind of guy that he was, was. Um, Dry humour, um, great to have as a teammate. Um, kept everyone level-headed. It was never too high, never too, never too low. His footballing ability, um, since playing with him, I think there's never a moment passes where you, when people talk about players they played with that he's not mentioned. He was he was excellent at keeping in contact with his close friends from back home, um, people outside of football that he'd grown up with. Um, he used to spend time with his family and you couldn't help but respect him. He's, he, he, would, he, he would go out, he'd enjoy himself, of course, um, but he was always with his friends from growing up and that, that just showed sort of testament to him as a, as a character that he used to do that. When, when I walk into to, to the club and in the dressing room, uh, him because I'm there, he in the car park and um, and Connolly when I first arrived to to, to have my first training session, mm. and uh, since that day for some reason very close because they, they they called me and they said oh you 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 just came in with, with Warnock and all I said yeah and obviously playing against them over the years, uh, so they, they took me down to to, to the dressing room and introduced me to everyone. Um, and since that, they've been very, very close. And, you know, we, we used to go out. Last time I went out with him in Cardiff, no longer, it was about two months ago. Um, and me and Connolly and a few other friends, Junior Orly as well, went to London last weekend, went out, uh, a few weeks ago, about, yeah, 10 days ago, uh, after the Burnley game, uh, Boundary, sorry. Yeah. And uh, he actually texted me and Connolly, and he was raging. He said, oh, why you didn't tell me? I, I would have come down with you guys. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, that was him. That's, that's him all along. He loves um, meeting with his friend, having a couple of drinks, and enjoy himself. And that's, that, that's him all along. Very, very big, good sense of humor. Um, top, honestly, I can't, I can't speak the higher of him like he's a top 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 man yeah. and um and obviously his quality on the pitch was unbelievable he's probably one of the best players i play with and uh, you know i've been playing with some some big players like colo Ture, Ature, and all that joke and all this but he's definitely one up there because his, his quality when he when, when he fancy it was unbelievable what i love about him is uh, what you see is what you get like if if he is he, he, he loves the one of the, the man and the the way he, he managed the, the dressing room oh. but he didn't he just didn't like the the, the way he played football because obviously uh, Peter was um, a very skillful player he needed to have the ball on his feet 
wasn't um, learning particularly much, uh, but when he had the ball, he could he could do whatever he wanted with the ball. But that was, that wasn't Neil uh, Warnock's style. Oh. But he, he he still loved it when he was here because the manager was managing very very well. And it, oh. it depends on the game he was playing him when we needed some someone. Some, someone like him, basically, with his, 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 his set piece, his delivery, or his magic touch on finding the right ball, the right pass at the right time. But when it was like a physical game where we know we need to dug in or we need to run a lot, um, he was clever enough to go and see Peter and say, listen, that's not a game for you. And they both agreed uh, most of the time. So he was he was very good. And I remember the first game I played against Bristol City when he scored a penalty. Um, he was saying to me, like, just relax, we will win the game. Just give me the ball and we will win the game. I was like, what? <laughs> and I know, I was like, Peter, I know you're good, but come on, you know that. He said, so don't worry, just defend, pass me the ball. You know? And at the end of the game, he came to see me and said, so what did I tell you? Defend, pass me the ball, but where, where you were looking today is you score a goal. And I was like, no, you're right. <laughs> That's top man, honestly, Tom. He's, oh, I would miss him too much. He's a top man. That's the thing that everyone keeps saying. Though. So everyone, keep, everyone I've spoken to, I've spoken to teammates from years gone by, many of them, and they all say, what a great sense of humour he had. Oh. <laughs> they were saying a very dry sense of humour, but a really... Exactly, exactly, that's the word. Very dry sense of humour. But sometimes you don't know if he was joking or if he was serious. And you look at him and say, well, why did you say it? And he just died laughing and started laughing and you're like, fuck it out, this guy. Uh, but that, that's him all along. That was him all along. And what I love about him as well is everything was um, was fun for him when he go on pitch, when he go train. And actually, he had uh, when he when he left Blackburn, he still had a two-year contract, you know, oh. on very good money. But that's not him. He said, soon, I don't enjoy it anymore. I don't enjoy it. I, 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 I may as well just come back here. Um, uh, his wife is from, from, from Wales, so obviously he said, like, I come back here, just chill with them and look after the family. And uh, if, if I don't enjoy it anymore, I may as well just, just stop it. And I was like, you can't stop now. Me and Colony were saying to him, like, you got so much to offer. You can still play, you're a good player. And he was like, yeah, but I don't enjoy it. And if I don't enjoy it, there's no point. And that was him. Everything was about fun and enjoy himself. But easily dispossessed. And young Adam Ramsey, goal scorer, plays the ball through. An excellent chance here for Cardiff City to take the lead. When it comes to club legends, Whittingham will certainly be among the Bluebirds' greats, a player whose class on the field appeared to be echoed off it. Another player who earned legendary status during his time at the club is Robert Earnshaw. Here, the former Wales international, who knew him as a youngster at Aston Villa while playing for West Brom, speaks eloquently about Wits as a man, a player, and meeting him and his family before the South Wales derby back in January. Obviously, when I moved to Cardiff and he was already there, obviously I knew of him and, and I, I, I was at different clubs and then come back uh, to play with, play, you know, back at Cardiff. It was, it was just, um, he was actually one of the one of the players that I looked forward to playing with because um, he was just uh, as a player, great, great player, um, one of the most talented I played with. Um, uh, one of the most enjoyable I played with, and um, uh, such a such a great um, great player, just great all round player, such a such a talent, such a talented footballer. Because um, you know, I think I, I, I loved I loved playing with him. I loved you know we we had there were times you know we, we trained a lot together, and we, all the time we you know we were on the training pitch. Uh, it was great to be, you know, when we're on the same team, when we're, you know, whether it's a small-sided game or it's a possession or something, whatever, we're on, 
the same team. I always loved that. I always enjoyed that because we just we just clicked. We just got on so well. Um, and it, obviously, in front of the crowds, um, then it was it was nice. You know, I, I enjoyed um, any time that I, I knew that he was on my side and he, you know, we were in the same shirt and and uh, we could we could make things happen on the pitch. It was great, and I always always look forward to that. You know, I think it's. It's one of the things that stands out for me is, is uh, if he was on my team, I um, I, I, I got a, a bit more excited because I knew the talent, I knew what he could do, and um, and he's very unselfish, very unselfish, very. It was about doing the right thing at the right time and making the right decisions at the right time. So I, I knew playing ahead of him. And you know, sometimes you can be, you know, you, when you play a striker and you play with a midfielder, um, you need them just as much as they need you, and you need to connect on the pitch. You need to have an understanding. But it was so easy. It was so easy to play with him because he, you know, if I made a movement, he, I knew he'd see me. I knew, I knew he'd try it. He wouldn't think twice about looking, looking for me. So I think those are the things that kind of stand out playing with him. So mm-hmm. it was enjoyable, you know. And obviously, I think the things that stand out is his qualities, you know, his left foot. Obviously, I think instantly it's the thing that stands out because it, do, it could do so much magic. and uh, It could produce so much joy, uh, whether you're playing with him or whether you're watching him. And he could, he could just do some things that um, really uh, 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 just top, top class. Um, th- those are things that kind of stood out. Um, you know, on the pitch. Sometimes I, it's funny because uh, sometimes I, I think one of the things that where you know we talk about the, him as a player, but one of the things I, I, that you know the memories that I'll take with me is is really sometimes I used to just look at him, and he, I knew he sometimes you'd look back and and we used to just almost laugh. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no words said, or no words, uh, no words were needed. Uh, he, 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 Maybe something happened on the pitch. Maybe you do something. Maybe I do something. But I'd I'd look at him, and he would instantly laugh, but with no words. But we both understood what we were laughing at. I think that's one of the things that uh, because uh, he he just had such a he was very uh, he's very attentive to everything that's going on around. So when I looked at him, I, he knew what, if something funny had happened and, and nobody, everybody's missed it, he probably saw it. And uh, if something great has happened, we'd, we'd laugh in almost a, a comical, did you see that? Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you know, and then just laugh. Yeah, that, those are the things that would be going through your mind, but we'd just laugh without actually saying those words. So I think those are the, those are the things that really um, I'll keep close to me because uh, those, those will be some of the memories of, of him and 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 myself and but to be honest it's uh it's really shocking and and devastating because uh it's i think is who who he was he was very simple but very unassuming but at the same time very uh uh very present very uh easy um and uh, very uh i think he had this really dry sense of humor all the time through everything through any time of day whatever you were talking about whatever's gone on he had a complete dry sense of humor so you'd always come out with 
uh, you know, a one-liner based on, you know, just something he's noticed or, you know, um, he was, he was just it's such a dry, dry sense of humor, such a, but always with a joke, always with a joke, but really dry, but always, always joking, always, you know, taking the, taking the mickey out of everybody or anybody and, um, and, um, at, at any moment as well. You know, it wasn't like, uh, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this here, I shouldn't say it. He, he said whatever, whatever it was, he'll just say it. <laughs> and he just kind of, <laughs> and he just kind of took it because you knew that was just his sense of humor. He's going to come out with the most, you know, whether it's uh, he should say it or shouldn't say it, he'll probably say it. And it didn't matter the time or <laughs> whether, <laughs> you know, it, it was just, that's just his way and his, his sense of humor. And I think that's the thing that um, I think everybody loved is his dry sense of humor, his, 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 his way of just being um, kind of, you know, he, very simple and, and you know, not about any kind of limelight or anything like that. But at the same time, he um, he had it because you know you res you respected him because you knew he's very smart. You know, yeah. very very smart guy. Yeah, and um, it's yeah, it's just I mean, I'm I'm really really sad about it. Really, it really devastated. Yeah. Really, uh, this one, yeah, this one's really uh, hit me hard because it's. Uh, I'm actually I, I didn't see him for for a few years because obviously I've been away in America and you know Canada and you know across the world a little bit and um, uh, a, a month ago actually I uh, got together with him and um, we it was the first time I, I saw him in a little while and it, again like I said earlier it was straight back into same width same same you know very uh short sharp uh, one-liners uh, very funny and uh, very dry and uh, yeah so i was joking with him a, a month and uh, we, we were actually at the cardiff swansea game yeah we both got invited uh, by by ken chu actually uh we both got invited to be uh, as guests on that day and i was with him for that whole day um last month so it was it was uh, great to really spend a full day with him, and um, funnily enough, and you know, everything, all, all, all our thoughts go with it. The first thing that you think about, and first thing I thought about, was um, really his his family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, Amanda and uh, his his wife, and and his little boy was there last month too. So I got to spend the the, the day with them all, and that's why you know it's really it's really tough because. It's uh, it was a nice day. It was it was it was nice to spend some time with him and talk about old times and talk about football and talk about you know you know how he is and you know how's his little boy and and speak to his wife and how they are and where they're living and and how they how they're doing and everything and um, you know we, we you know we we kind of exchanged numbers and and said you know listen we'll 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 get together soon enough and. Um, and uh, you know we'll 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 kind of get together and do something and and go for a you know a catch up and 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 uh, not really realizing that um, that was actually the last time I, I you know we we actually were in contact and and that was the last time I saw him uh, and that's the last time I, I I heard from him and it was uh, so it's really really tough really really tough to take and. It's tough because you know when you lose somebody's and, and uh, you know especially somebody who a teammate or somebody you you've you've kind of shared a, a lot of uh, really I guess 
you, you, you know, when you play football, you, you're in a position where you, the, not everybody can experience some of the things that go on day to day, whether you're in the change room, whether you, you know, you, you perform these things in front of thousands, but it's not always that, you know, every, everybody can share, everybody kind of can experience it. It's only the time that, you know, the game kicks off or, you know, you, you maybe catch a bit of training, but, uh, you know, and, and sometimes when you can watch a game together and, and talk a little bit and, and just, you know, almost like uh, sometimes you can get to reminisce. And so it's nice to just kind of have a little bit of time with him and, and also see his family as well and just to reminisce and, and, and joke and, um, and it was, you know, we giggled a bit and we laughed and we talked about, you know, old games and, and uh, you know, how much he didn't run and <laughs> how much... He <laughs> <laughs> didn't need to with a left foot like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got uh, pure, only only great things to, to talk about him and say about him. And, uh, and that's why we're going to always miss him. And, and uh, it's really... Uh, it's really a sad time because, uh, you know, I think uh, we 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 enjoyed him uh, and we 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 enjoyed his company as well. You know, he's a great player, but also a great person and uh, somebody who's just a top guy, just a top guy, and and um, somebody whose presence that we're gonna miss. That's Whittingham. Woodingham's final card of City manager was Neil Warnock, the man who architected City's second promotion to the Premier League, but that was without the class of wits within his ranks. Whittingham left for Blackburn in 2017, but as Warnock reveals, if the manager had it all his way, that never would have happened. In fact, Warnock had visions of handing Whittingham a place in the coaching staff, hoping the midfielder could pass on his knowledge to the youngsters coming through. It wasn't to be, however, and Whittingham retired after a solitary season with Rovers. But Warnock believes his heart was never truly in that move to Ewood Park. Such was the player's love for Cardiff City. I mean, he's a, you know, I mean, I don't know anybody that's got a bad word about him. Mm. Just think, you know, he's such a model professional and looked after himself, always thought about his family. And I mean, I was good. I, I was disappointed. I think, he, I think really, you know, it's all right in hindsight. I was disappointed. That I know I only offered him a one year. Um, but when he went to Blackburn, I don't think his heart was ever... I think he's always loved Cardiff, really. And I was hoping he'd sign that one year and, you know, go on the staff after, you know, go on the, on the coaching staff. But um, while he was with us, he would just... He, you know, he didn't play every week because I, I said to him about the fitness and championship level and all that, but he never gave me one, one moment of problems. You know, you get players knocking on your door. Not not Peter. He was he was just a fabulous professional. He had a dry sense of humour, though. He, you know, when he said something, he usually made you laugh because he wouldn't be expected. He wasn't one of the you know one of the jokers in the pack. But he come up with some crackers, uh, and you know, uh, just when you didn't expect it. And you know, and yeah, I think obviously we're family man. Um, they wanted to go home. Even you could see that when he when he packed in at Blackburn, he wanted to stick with family, didn't he? And, and uh, have more time with them. And whereas people would have gone gone abroad and stuff like that. Not Peter. He wanted to stick, you know, with family and and his mates down here. So it's a. Uh, I mean, it just. I mean, we're in the middle of this bloody virus thing, which is 
It just brings home how slender life is, isn't it? Although Whittingham clearly had an impact on the people you've heard in this podcast, he touched thousands more with his magic on the pitch. He was central to everything positive at Cardiff City Football Club for a decade and will go down as one of the club's greatest ever players and a man who was taken far too early. The countless memories he left behind, the fans whose lives he changed and the generations of young Cardiff kids he inspired will continue to be his legacy. From fans to former teammates, if the two weeks since his tragic passing has taught us anything, it is that City really did love him more than he will know. So here's to you, Peter Whittingham. (laughs) 